Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we are talking about healing painful emotions and learning how to sit with them versus trying to hurry and fix them, okay? So this is definitely something that's come up for me. It's come up for a lot of people that I've worked with, and especially if you're someone that's really good at... um, handling situations or you're really good at uh, working and getting a lot done in the sense of like completion. Whenever all of a sudden we have different painful emotions or memories or things that we know we want to forgive the person we know that we want to um, move on, but it's that feeling of how, how do I do it? You know, one of my clients, which I love dearly was like, what's the tool? How do I forgive this person? Because sometimes it's hard to have any type of self-compassion um, for someone else if we are not having compassion with our, or having compassion for other people, if we're not having compassion with ourselves. And the same thing, um, you know, it's hard to forgive other people if we aren't forgiving ourselves, even if we don't realize that there are things we need to forgive ourselves on. So I kind of have a process that you can be able to do of writing and just kind of, I'm gonna just going to give you insights as to what that looks like for me. So I've been really good throughout my life of avoiding painful emotions, <laughs> whether it's avoiding them with food or with substances or with people or just avoidance in general. And a lot of the time avoidance comes down to repressed anger of not being able to express anger and upset of where it's a lot easier and more comfortable to be in positive emotions and heightened emotions and excitement and fun that anything that feels um, like a lower vibration of pain or grief or disappointment, um, those feelings are avoided. And especially if you grew up in an environment where it was kind of like, don't be, don't get sad, you know, be happy, like turn that frown upside down. And there wasn't a lot of um, understanding as like, oh, it's understandable that you feel upset. You know, if we didn't have, if you didn't have a lot of that growing up, feeling angry can feel very uncomfortable. And oftentimes those emotions get repressed and get pushed down and pushed to the side. And then what ends up happening is resentment and other things. And so Learning how to express healthy anger with myself and releasing emotions. For me, it's not like this active, angry, you know, wild woman thing. It's oftentimes released through sadness, you know, released through um, crying and learning how to give myself space in order to actually feel my emotions. And so here's the thing. We have an inner critic. Everyone has an inner critic. And so if you think about the way that you would support someone in your life, if they came to you and they're like, I'm really sad something happened and it's a very understandable thing that happened, how would you respond to them? How would you show up for them? How would you, would you, you'd probably sit with them and you'd probably listen to them. You'd probably ask them, well, what's going on? Where's this coming from? And you would be there for them. And so the big, uh, a big element of this is learning how to be there with yourself without abandoning yourself, without putting yourself to the side, you know? And this is one of the hardest things is because we don't realize we're doing it. It's not this decision to, I'm going to be mean to myself today. No, it's just how we operate. If it's how we've always shown up, we don't even realize what it is that we're doing. This is why journaling is so powerful. This is why I'm so such a big component for journaling because it forces us to slow down and look at our thoughts and see what's actually coming up. And so I kind of have a process that I'm going to share with you, a process that I've worked through many times myself that I continue to use as a tool. Um, of being able to identify what's going on and being able to create 
a deeper sense of compassion for yourself, which allows you to have more, uh, harmony in your relationships and harmony with the people in your life, especially if there's people that you know that you want to start to create a sense of forgiveness, but there's still a lot of pain there. So the first step is I is writing out what that painful experience was, writing out what that um, thing is that maybe you're upset or angry about or something that really hurt you. And even if there's a part of your mind that's like, no, I'm totally over it. If it even just slightly comes up, write it out. And so I like to choose like the top five. And this is, you know, this is either going to resonate with you or not, you know, but writing out like what are the top five, like most painful experiences I've lived through? You know, what are those top five things that have come up for me? And writing them out in detail. What happened? Why was it painful? What, you know, who was involved? And then the second step is going through and asking yourself, you know, what did I learn about myself and the world around me because of those experiences? Because when we can start to look at things we learned from that experience. Then all of a sudden we're getting something out of it versus it being just a painful thing that happened that we want to forget about and we don't want to think about ever again. We can start to look at, okay, this happened and things that I learned from that experience about myself, about the world around me, about people is this. And this is where we get to start to infuse some empowerment within there because within it. Because we have two ways that we can look at the world. We can look at the world as everything is happening to me or everything is happening for me. And when we take the driver's seat role of everything's happening for me to grow and evolve and to become more myself, then we can start to find the lesson within everything. And sometimes that lesson is challenging us to lean in or to step back. And so writing out what those painful experiences were, asking, and then going back and writing. And this might be a couple pages of writing, you know, what did I learn from that experience? And then, um, what am I grateful for because of what I learned? And if you can find, and maybe it's like, I'm grateful for myself that I walked away from this or that. I'm, I'm grateful that I learned who and sometimes it's like, I'm grateful I learned who my real friends are, or I'm, you know, and, and whatever feels true though, you know, not forcing it, not faking it, but what feels true for you. Um, and then who, who do I choose to be because of this experience? You know, what did I make it mean about myself and what am I choosing? Cause you know, people always say everything happens for a reason. Yes. And you choose that reason. I think that it's really important for us to realize how much we are creating our own reality by choosing the meaning of what things are, you know, when things are occurring. So if something happens and, you know, say you get cut off on the freeway, it's like, oh, this stuff like this always happens to me. You know, you can create this whole meaning about how people like you things happen. Or you could say, okay, that person must be in a hurry. I'm glad that they can be able to go because whatever, I'm not in a hurry. You know, we get to always create the meaning in an empowering or a disempowering way. And so slowing down enough to notice the thoughts that are being created about the experiences we have is very important because that determines how we're talking to ourselves. If we're speaking to ourselves with love and compassion, or if we're having an intolerance with ourselves and feeling like we shouldn't feel this way. Um, So 
asking, asking yourself and setting the intention of who you're choosing to be. And then being willing to forgive yourself, asking like, am I willing to forgive myself for the role that I played? And what was the role that I played in the situation? And who else was involved that I would like to forgive? And maybe it's not uh, right away of like, I forgive this person, but maybe it's, I'm in the process of forgiving. I'm in the process of forgiving this person because. And, you know, a big part of this is learning to stay with yourself through the process, meaning learning to sit with yourself the way that you would sit with a friend. Because oftentimes, if a deep or dark emotion comes up, the ego feels threatened and doesn't want to deal with it. And then also tries to come up with a reason as to why it happened. And if we are used to subconsciously creating a victim mindset for ourselves, then the inner critic, you know, will start to say, oh, this is happening because you must be doing something wrong. When that's not the case at all. Oftentimes we have very understandable reactions to very difficult situations in our life. And so if we look at it as like, no, this is very understandable for me to feel to be feeling this way. I'm willing to be with myself. And this is where like never not abandoning ourselves or not sub- suppressing or avoiding our emotions, can we really start to heal them? And we can really start to um, give ourselves some love in the process. And this is the self-love journey, being able to love ourselves through the heavier, darker shit. So then when we are experiencing the fun, vibrant, living, loving experiences, um, it's that much more beautiful, that much more exciting. So an easy way to do this, not an easy way, but a more understandable way is to imagine a friend coming to you with the exact issues or the exact painful experiences or emotions or stickiness or whatever it is that you're feeling. Imagine them coming to you and sharing. And how would you respond to them? Because a lot of you guys that listen to the show are very compassionate, very loving, very just giving, genuine human beings, but it's more difficult to be loving, giving, genuine towards yourself. And so let's personify yourself and imagine that second person sitting next to you, another version of you sitting with you. Would your reactions change? Most of the time, yes, because oftentimes we treat our, we don't treat ourselves with that same love and respect that we'll treat other people. And that's a part of the process. Um, learning to be and sit with yourself. Okay. So a couple different journal prompts that are really, really helpful is I'm in the process of anytime you feel like there's been something going on that feels sticky instead putting pen to paper and what are you in the process of? How is this evolving and changing and who do you want to be in the midst of it? Cause I think it's important to notice that it's normal to be experiencing a wide range of emotions. And if you grew up in an environment that they didn't really, that they constantly were like, no, just put a smile on or, oh, it's fine. Cheer up, cheer up, cheer up, cheer up. And instead of allowing you to fully be in the darker emotions, that's like, that's our shadow. You know, that's the, the yin and yang. It's a part of us, but it doesn't have to be avoided. But when it is avoided, it's magnified. So yeah. And part of the forgiveness process too is recognizing that you didn't know then what you know now. 
Because if you knew then what you know now, you would have done something differently. And this is where we get to practice self-compassion. And this is also where we get to practice just compassion in general towards other people. If there's someone in your life that has hurt you, but you still love them and they're in your life now, notice, is it the version of them of who they are today that you're mad at? Or is it the version of who they used to be? And knowing that they were doing the best that they knew how in life the same way that you were doing the best that you knew how. And the same way that we can't have a level of compassion for other people deeper than the level of compassion we have for ourselves, they were not able to love you at the depths that you were able at the, that they were able to love themselves, you know? So the depth they loved themselves with the depth they were able to love you. And so it really helps us not take anything personal if we feel like someone was trying to be attacking. Um, Because most of the time they weren't, you know, especially if it's people that you love and people that you're in a healthy relationship with. If we look back at someone that hurt us, uh, you know, if it was them experiencing hurt within their own world, that then they just hurt you because they didn't know how to love on themselves. But if someone like had malintent and was purposely reaching out to, you know, hurt your feelings or to be mean and malicious, that's a different story. This is more about you know, the longer term relationships that we're in and learning to sit with ourself and be that friend towards ourself that we would be towards someone else. And knowing that if you're feeling uncomfortable emotions or painful emotions or things of looking back of like, wow, that really felt like betrayal or that really hurt. Not trying to dismiss it, not trying to fix it, and not taking it as a sign that you know you're doing something wrong. Instead, let's look at it as you are ready to face deeper levels of healing, and that's why these emotions are coming up from the past. And there is a part of your mind that didn't feel safe to process it then. So this is a sign of empowerment and strength because now you are able to process it. Now you are able to feel it. And it's not about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling. And when we can start to get better at feeling, we can start to heal and alchemize our past experiences. And when we're alchemizing past experiences, what that means is we're taking something that was and turning it into something new. We're taking a painful experience We're creating self-compassion, self-love, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of others, learning how to feel that pain that we repressed and avoided then in order to alchemize it into empowerment, into something that we learned, into something that we powerfully needed in order to be who we are today. Because almost every difficult experience we've had in the past has led us to something that positively benefited us later. Meaning like if something painful or bad happened or, or grief or loss or betrayal or something that someone did that, you know, really hurt you, it taught you something and it supported you in some way to better protect yourself or, and maybe it was a way that, um, served you or didn't serve you, whatever it was learning to have gratitude for it. And that's where we start to rewrite the story. So Going back to that journal prompt of writing out what were those top five most painful experiences that you had and not just thinking about it, but actually writing it out. It's like a catharsis and catharsis is when there's like a purging, a releasing, you know? Um, And so I'm just going to repeat those steps 
what are the top five most painful things? Why was it painful? Like writing it out in depth, okay? What did I learn about myself and the world around me based off of those experiences? What am I grateful for within this, okay? And you don't have to bullshit yourself. What within this are you grateful that you learned, right? Maybe there's certain things that you learned that best supported you on how to stand up for yourself or how, or what you're willing to tolerate or not tolerate or deeper levels of what it is that you need or don't need or things and emotions that you're willing to face and not face, you know, finding the silver lining. I want you to be like fucking Sherlock Holmes, finding the silver lining of something you are grateful for within the lessons you learned from those painful experiences. Okay. And then who am I choosing to be? Because of this, there's always a fucking decision. There's always always a decision to be made. And if you really want to feel alive and loved and empowered, then you got to get in the driver's seat of your own life by taking 100% responsibility for your own energy. And a part of that requires forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, because it can be really hard to to sit into the driver's seat and say, I take 100% responsibility if there's a part of your mind that's saying, but it'd be a lot easier if that person would change, or it'd be a lot easier if that person never existed, or if that person didn't do this to me. And so whenever those stories start to come up, we get to write them out. We get to acknowledge them and we get to honor them the same way that you would if a friend was sitting next to you and she's saying that something really hurt her feelings, you wouldn't tell her like, get over it, move on. But oftentimes we do that to ourselves, And so this process is learning how to not abandon ourself and to have patience, tolerance, compassion, understanding, validation towards ourself. And the best way I've found to do that is by journaling it out. And personifying yourself as being someone that you would sit next to. Because if you could ask, how would I talk to this person if they were coming to me with the exact same things I'm feeling right now? It's oftentimes different than how our mind just will auto think and start rapid fire different thoughts. And I think the mind too starts to think, I must be doing something wrong if I'm feeling upset. And that's not the case. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm a human and I have very understandable emotions to this experience. And there's been a lot of things that have been happening, you know, and kind of taking into account what's been going on in my life. How have I been supporting, taking care of myself, you know, cause the, the self care supports the self love. The self care is like the actionable items that create the space you need in order to experience the self love. So for me, self-care is creating sacred time in the mornings, being able to open my journal. And sometimes it's layers of why of, you know, I'm feeling frustrated and irritated. Why? What's coming up for me? How are you? Okay. And then I'm like, okay, where's that coming from? Okay. Where's that coming from? And then I get to ask myself, is this actually about this situation or am I being triggered? And it's reminded me of a past situation that I haven't healed from. And anytime deeper layers of, um, like, for example, I got super triggered a couple nights ago and I was really mad at myself because I felt like I didn't stand up for myself in a situation. And I felt like I just, um, like bowed down versus like making waves and saying, actually, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. There's a part of my mind. My inner critic said like, stop being, this is what my inner critic was saying. Stop being difficult. Just go with the flow, do what that person wants, shut up and just 
like surrender, you know? And so, but my soul, my heart, my highest self felt defeated. You know, I guess my inner child, let's be real. This is my inner child felt defeated, felt taken advantage of. And it instantly triggered me back to the point of an unhealthy relationship that I was in, in 2014. Okay. So long ago, I've done so much healing around this relationship in the past. That was so fucking triggering for me. And It was this moment of like, oh my God, am I really here again? But I've learned to have compassion for myself instead of, you're not over that yet, you know, because that's what the inner critic would say is you're not over that yet. Instead, the conversation internally is, oh wow, there's a deeper layer of healing. Because if there's a deeper layer of healing, that means there's a deeper level of empowerment. And if there's a deeper deeper level of empowerment, that means that there's more abundance and joy available to me. And maybe I'm able to feel this trigger right now because it feels safe to face it. Because whenever we put up a block or we shut down or it's because the mind feels like, okay, this is too difficult or painful to feel and to face. So it's a response to protect ourselves. So if you ever get triggered about something or reminded of something from the past and all of a sudden it's brought into your present... That's because you, th- your subconscious feels courageous enough to feel it and to be able to process it. And so it's something to celebrate versus trying to punish yourself or like beat yourself up inside of like, why am I still fucking here? Because the scarcity mindset is feeling behind, not feeling like there's enough. So if you ever feel like, shouldn't I be moved on from this? That's the wrong questions to be having. Instead, the questions are, what is this coming up to teach me? What am I, what do I need to feel? What do I need to create for myself right now? Do I need to sit down and open up my journal? Do I need, like, I love, um, heart chakra by neural beats on YouTube. So I'll search on YouTube heart chakra by neural beats. And I just have a process of putting one hand over my heart, the other hand over my belly and doing spirals. And so I'll sit and I'll listen to that music and I'll do spirals. And I just imagine like moving around, like my stomach moving around that stuck energy that's gotten lodged of things that have been blocking me from my heart, of things that have been blocking me from feeling things to the depth and and connecting to love. And I imagine fear being unlodged. I imagine pain being unlodged. I I, I imagine like all of these different vibrations of hurt and grief and despair and feeling betrayed and all these things coming up to come out, coming up to come out. And I applaud myself for feeling brave enough to feel it because in the past, I'm really, I've been really good at, at just slapping a happy face on and, and basically telling my shadow self, you know, the hurt side of the past experiences, like, uh, you can go sit in the corner now because we have better things to do. And that doesn't look like a lot of fun. So we're not going to do that. Right. But each time we avoid feeling things, we are telling ourselves, I'm not worth my time. And we would never say that to a friend. If a friend came up to you and said, I'm really struggling, I'm having these painful things that keep coming into my mind and I'm so upset and I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling lost, you wouldn't tell her or him, you wouldn't say, um, yeah, I just don't really have time for you right now. <laughs> I mean, maybe you would by saying like, uh, I'm working, Can but what would you say? And it'd be like, hey, I'm working. Are you available at this time? Can we meet up then? We would find a plan. We would make space for the people that matter to us. And so this is an invitation and a permission slip for you to make space for yourself because you matter and you got to be able to sit with yourself even in the unknown. And our ego, our subconscious mind classifies anything unknown as dangerous. 
If it's unknown, we want to push it away. And so learning to sit with ourselves, never to abandon ourselves, helps us cultivate the safety and security that we want to create in our relationships. But it is our job. Again, we are 100% responsible for our energy, for our actions, for our thoughts, and for our words. No one else. We are 100% responsible. And if you ever start to find yourself and feel yourself into, you know, this person's making me feel this way, or because of that person, this is how I'm feeling... You're giving your power away. No one can make you feel anything. And I know that's difficult to hear at times because people can evoke emotions within us, but whatever's being evoked within us is up to us to heal, face, alchemize. And then we get to come to that place of decision. Who do I want to be because of this? How do I want to show up for myself? And before you start thinking of how you want to show up for the people around you, it's how do I want to show up for myself right now? How can I love myself in this moment? How can I show myself self-compassion? How can I open up that dialogue of what I need, what I'm feeling? Oftentimes, we try and put it under the rug that we don't even know exactly what's going on and what we're feeling. And emotional intelligence shows the more specific you can get with what you're feeling and why, the easier it is to process it and release it and come back to your center. In other words, to get back into alignment. And when we're feeling in alignment, it's when our thoughts and our actions are in alignment with the truth of who we are. So if you ever are feeling like you're not doing good enough, like you're not on time, like you're not making enough money, like you're not doing as good as you think you should, you're going to feel like shit because that is not in alignment with the truth of who you are. The truth of who you are is pure positive energy. The truth of who you are is perfect harmony. The truth of who you are is being able to be exactly where you need to be. And you know you're where you need to be because it's where you are. And that's one of my favorite um, affirmations is I'm exactly where I need to be. And I know that's true because it's where I am. It's having complete surrender of I'm exactly where I need to be. And if I don't like it, then there's something here that I need to learn. What am I learning right now? What am I learning right now? And I like asking asking myself that question anytime I feel a sense of irritation. What am I learning from this? What am I choosing to learn from this? And who am I choosing to be? Because everything is a fucking choice. Everything is a fucking choice. We're choosing how we want to show up. And even if we're choosing to show up in a way that isn't actually serving us, it's serving something or else we wouldn't be doing it. You know, maybe it's serving the victim mindset and mentality of like, poor me, help me. You know, this person's done this to me. So getting clear with what's going on and then being willing to sit with yourself through the discomfort of the sorting and the sifting of, wow, this was related to this and coming back to those fi- that process that I shared with you earlier in this episode. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm feeling complete. I'm feeling complete on this episode of creating forgiveness, creating connection, and never abandoning yourself being willing to sit with yourself the way that you would sit with a best friend that was in despair. Because the more you can imagine that other person right next to you and that person coming to you with the same issues or despair or, or sadness that you have and channeling how you would talk to that person, that is a huge pathway for self-love and healing. Because most of the time, the way that we talk to other people is a lot different than the way we would talk to ourselves. We don't even realize 
how drastically different it is until we slow down and put pen to paper or we start to do those visualizations. So yeah. All right, guys. Um, I have also a special announcement on July 28th at 6 p.m. I am doing a manifestation workshop. And so a part of manifesting is I'll give you the exact steps of what I'm going to be teaching. I'll tell you what I'm teaching, but obviously the workshop's going to go more in depth of like how to actually do this. Um, It's the five steps to manifestation. The first step is getting crystal clear on the vision of what you want. The second step is learning how to expand that vision. Um, The third step is identifying what the blocks are and what the limiting beliefs or the fears are associated with stepping in and creating that vision. And then we look at how to rewire, override, and reprogram those within your mind, body, and spirit. Um, The fourth step is embodiment, how to embody and become that person that has that vision. And then the sixth step is taking aligned action, taking messy action. I like to call it messy action because it always feels messy, even though it doesn't look messy to anyone else, it feels messy to us because it's brand new. So that's the five steps to manifestation that I will be teaching. So that's just like the basics of what you'll be learning. And then I'm going to go into in depth with how to actually do those things and to have it feel real for you. And so it is a very interactive workshop that you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, the investment for the workshop is $55 and it also comes with an affirmation meditation series that you'll be able to download and access. There's a little hub you can log in and it's lifetime access. Um, and as well, when you sign up for the workshop, so you'll get the affirmation series, meditation series, And you'll also get access to the past workshop replays and a PDF download. I just started throwing in a bunch of bonuses because I was like, I want to make this the most valuable workshop that's giving you all the things that you need in order to um, create a life that you love, you know, and be in the driver's seat of your own life that you don't have to just take whatever you can get. You can literally create what it is that you want by becoming that type of person. And I'm going to teach you all the things Um, that have really supported me in doing that. And so uh, that workshop is on July 28th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, The link will be in the show notes. And for those of you watching on Instagram, the link is in my bio where you can be able to register for it. And if you guys have any questions at all, just send me a DM on Instagram and ask away, you know, take up space. Um, allow yourself to be heard. If you have any questions or reservations or hesitations, like ask, I would love to be able to have that conversation and see if this workshop would be, um, supportive and in alignment with you and the journey that you're on. So, okay, guys, thanks for listening to another episode. My name is Kelsey Lowe and you are listening to joyfully you podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.